0: Yap and Fries movie podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, welcome. Today we're going to be talking about our usual shtick, which is movie-related news, and then we'll be reviewing some movies. I'll be reviewing um, a movie called Year One, which was the uh, uh, the Harold Ramis-directed uh, comedy starring Jack Black, Michael Cera, and pretty much every other uh, comedic talent in Hollywood worth his salt.
1: And I'll be reviewing uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I haven't loaded up on IMDb, so I can't remember who's in it.
0: Um, <laughs> that's handy. <laughs> and uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments or anything that you would like to uh, email us, our email address is podcast at mcyappenfries dot com. Yeah, that's and cool. we do have mail
1: today. Mm-hmm. We'll do it after the news. Our news section. We'll do it after the news. Absolutely. So stay tuned, all those, all all, all of you who emailed in. Yeah, it was a huge barrage of. Oh <laughs> we swimming in this week?
0: Oh yeah, we got shitloads. We got one. That's more than we've. Ever had? <laughs> <laughs> we've had one. Before. No, we've had one before, which was uh, a cruel joke, mm-hmm. which was a very cruel joke, and um I, I still take it somewhat personal. Maybe three altogether. Anyway, that's right. That's right from uh, from your mate. Yeah. Let's uh crack on with the news. All right. Um first off, there was some bullshit rumors going around that uh, Robert De Niro and Jude Law were going to be and. En- Joining the cast of the mighty Thor. Yeah, that was play. ridiculous. That was
1: ridiculous. I mean,
0: it was cool for like a day or two. Yeah. Uh, but then the more you think about it, the more, the more it's just like, no, that's not gonna work. No. <laughs> How? What? What? No. Fucking. You know, De Niro. I mean, who? Who would he play? Jude, I know. Jude Law. I mean, Volstag? Possible. I mean, but it's like I, I, know, I, I, know, I can't imagine Robert De Niro doing his like his little. You know his little stick. You know, <laughs> in, you know you do you fuck my wife? Do you fuck my wife? You talking to me? You talking to me? I got those fucking hammers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guess what? Have they cast the Skullin- Stellan Stellan Skarsgård in it? Stellan
0: Skarsgård is uh, is in it. Is Don't he out? I have no idea. I mean, I they uh, they have not. Um, they've been kind of. I mean, it's been very cloak and daggerish about the whole thing in regards to the role that he's playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's kind of interesting because his son was a frontrunner to actually play Thor. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, for, for quite a while, and then like Brandon was like, oh well, let's get his dad.
2: <laughs>
0: but I am looking forward to this movie. I'm very much looking forward to The Mighty Thor. I mean, simply because just being a fan of the comic, it's, it's the one Marvel property that really lends itself very well to that whole epic sort of uh, storytelling.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fucking like Lord of the Rings with hammers.
0: Pretty much. And uh, I mean, and I like the cast they've assembled. I mean, they've assembled a very interesting cast. I mean, not necessarily people that I would automatically go out and say, you know, he's the guy. Yeah. But uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to be, what he's going to do with the role.
1: Kenneth Branagh directing.
0: Kenneth Branagh directing. I mean, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, the hell he does with it. <laughs> yeah, what he does with it. You know, and also the guy he casts as Loki, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, uh, he looks the part. You yeah. Know? I mean, he's got that skinny fucking look, and you, I can totally imagine. He's him. In, I can totally imagine him in the Loki getup. That's something that I'm actually very curious to see. I'm re- I really want to see how they're going to pull off the how gear. they're going to pull off the look. Yeah, because Thor, in many ways, I mean, it's uh, you. You kind of get a little nervous about it because the look of it looks great on the page.
1: It's fucking weird looking. It, yeah, it Loki looks... goes around the giant green and yellow suit with two fucking horns hu- coming out of his two head. Two
0: huge fucking yellow horns yeah. coming yeah. out how of his head. How do you head. make that look? And they're not like small, discreet horns. They're fucking huge. <laughs>
2: what
0: the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like you know. Well, no, we don't do this from from home. <laughs> no, we're we're in a we're in a. Like Masty
1: acres recording studio.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's gonna be. It's like Captain America. Yeah. You know, it's like Cap, as, as excited as I am about the Captain America movie, I was like, Captain America's has always
1: been that one. I mean, the guy's costume is, in, is an American flag.
0: Yeah you know i mean that that says it
1: all yeah know? but they, i mean they have managed to do that that kind of uh, fish scale armor thing they do nowadays you know they have in the recent years they have made it look less like you know lycra less like the movie no, it's, or it's the rubber that that dude wore in that movie the yeah that, the, movie? The,
0: the matt salinger movie
1: yeah <laughs> my, my, my mate's dad uh, he saw it and he was like you know the guy had polio before he, he got the vaccine and he looked worse afterwards <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just like I just hope they go more with the ultimate's look. Mm. You know, like uh not, not so much the classic one where he's got those faggot wings. On it, wings, like on it, but wings. It's like it's a
1: helmet kind of thing. Yeah, it's it more, strapped on. It's
0: it's more military. Yeah. I mean I, I hope they keep I hope they sort of like keep a more military look to it's it. It's
1: functional, it's armour.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I mean, and hopefully the Wolfman will kick ass because it's going to be directed by Joe Johnston. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe Johnston, the director of the Wolfman, uh, he's the he's the guy who's going to be directing Captain America: the the First Avenger. Yeah. And uh, Joe Casada is actually uh, did you did you uh, hear about this? Joe Casada no. saying that he's he's re- he's read a draft of the screenplay. And uh, basically says that it's it's gonna rock. Sweet, it's gonna it's gonna rock everyone's socks off. But then again, it's Joe Quesada. He's the he's the editor in chief of Marvel. What's he gonna say? Yeah. oh, this no, movie's gonna sucks. suck. <laughs> this movie's gonna suck. But Brian Bendis, um, uh, for those of you unfamiliar, Brian Michael Bendis. He's one of the most prolific writers in the Marvel Universe these days. Fucking writes everything. He writes everything. I mean, Marvel would would crumble and be destroyed would crumble into the ground and cease to exist if Brian Michael Bendis was to suddenly go, you know what, I'm doing a Todd McFarlane on your ass. I'm, dro- I'm going to form my own
2: company.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck comics, I'm making toys from now on. <laughs> you mentioned The Wolfman there, there was a new trailer for that this week, which was very different in tone from the first trailer. They're going the uh, Terminator Salvation route. Yeah, it, it's is, it like looks the, like The Crow. It's they, fucking, they, they, they got the
0: metal playing on the soundtrack. You know, they're, they're doing a trailer for the kids.
1: Very much so. Because
0: uh, Terminator Salvation did that as well. It's like there were all these serious, serious trailers and then all of a sudden there was a trailer with the...
1: The Nine Inch Nails which was a good trailer. That was fucking banging. <laughs> I love that tune. I, I love that song. It was a good song. The, the Day the World Went Away or something. I was looking for the... Because the, the Terminator version is a version that's hard to get. I couldn't find it because it has an extra drum beat throughout, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome.
0: But that's happening more and more these days, is that they're getting all these bands to sort of take existing songs of theirs, but to customize them for movies. It's yeah. like Arcade Fire is doing it for uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, that's an awesome cover. And that's an awesome of their fucking own shit. song. It's I mean, really, yeah. really,
1: and it's just, it's very subtle, the differences. It's just, it seems like it's recorded in an echoey room or something like it's that. It's much better, Yeah, it's much better.
0: And I mean, I've always liked that song, it was a good song anyway, yeah. but when they u- when they used it in the trailer for Where the Wild Things Are, it was just perfect. Yeah. It's like, that's the perfect song for, for, this, part, for this fucking yeah. movie. Where where the Wild Things Are has been getting very mixed reviews, actually.
1: Yeah, I've heard that you either love it or you hate it. Well, what I've heard is that it's it's that essentially
0: it's a movie that's like people like you and I will probably love it. Yeah. But kids won't. Yeah, I heard
1: the monsters are all like just like fucked up adults.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and and, not, and nobody's happy. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> yeah, happy at all. Everyone's depressed as shit.
1: <laughs> it's not the feel-good hit of the Christmas.
0: Hey, period. for kids. But uh I, I can't remember where I was reading. I think I was. It was I think it was uh, Yahoo News actually, where there was. They had interviewed a whole bunch of parents, and parents were
1: not amused. Oh yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Maurice Sendak, is that it? Ma- yeah, Maurice Sendak. Maurice Sendak came back, and was like all these people saying it's too scary for kids, and he just said, "Fuck off." His exact words were actually, "Go to hell." Go to hell. Maurice <laughs> Sendak's not going to say "fuck off" to parents, but
0: yeah, go to hell. <laughs> I thought he's, you know, he's got pretty pretty big balls enough just to say go to hell. Yeah. yeah. But Maurice Sendak is a legend. He's a legend. Because <laughs> that's, what I think, what so many people wish they could tell all the parents of the world. <laughs> go to hell, you
1: piece of... Anyway, uh, moving on to news. Well, the Wolfman trailer was... It, it looked... A change of Music. Anthony Hopkins was even chewing on the fucking scenery. Anthony Hopkins, if the trailer's anything to go by, is going to steal this fucking movie. He fucking owns every fucking second Every little bit. Trailer. Every
0: little bit of the trailer, every time Anthony Hopkins says anything, it's just
1: awesome. There's a twinkle in his eye the whole way throughout the thing. He's just like... uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like I'm doing this shit and you yeah. know what I got Oscars
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got more nominations than you have limbs <laughs> it doesn't
1: have you know an Oscar Oscar winner yeah it's floor's not an asterisk. Oops. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no it was a complete accident but yeah, it looks good. It looks, it looks. I'm looking forward to that now. There's really the, 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 some more of the transformation shit with his hand. Yeah, that looks fucked. That looks fucked up. It's yeah. like it, it is. Two of his fingers are at the completely wrong yeah. angle to the rest of his hand.
0: If you haven't seen the trailer and if you are uh, a fan of this particular genre, of, uh, I mean, because I'm really looking forward to this. I hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah, you know, not just because Joe Johnson is directing Captain America, but because it's been a really long time since I've seen a
1: really good werewolf movie. Yeah, and I think I wasn't aware of so much of the first trailer that uh, Hugo Weaving's in as well. He gets a bit more screen time. Yes.
0: That. Yep. And uh, Emily Blunt who is just so easy on the eyes
1: <laughs> too easy uh, still a pity she's not gonna be in art now.
0: yeah she would have been perfect as Black Widow totally totally I mean you know Scarlet not a bad <laughs> she's looking good she's all right You yeah. know, yeah. but uh, somehow I just think like especially when you look at uh, some of the um, the more recent um, comic book art of the Black Widow Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt it's Emily Blunt I mean it just has that look yeah it's uh, not ScarJo no it's not ScarJo but you know I'll go, I'll give ScarJo a, a chance. Yeah, you
1: know I'm a nice guy. Another trailer that uh, was about last week. Did you see the Expendables promo trailer?
0: I did, but you know what? It's uh, th- this. I would say avoid this trailer.
1: You think? I, wait I, for the real trailer.
0: I would say wait for the real trailer because this is not meant to sell the movie to audiences. This is meant to sell the movie to distributors like that, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, that.
1: even you can see at the, it, it. It's not rough in any way, but just at the end when they have like the title card is just. Um, them standing with a picture. It's just, yeah. a, just a, a still photo with the Expendables yeah. kind of in front in front of it. So they haven't got a logo proper yet.
0: No, I was watching it and I actually switched it off halfway because it was, uh, it didn't feel like a trailer. Yeah. It felt like, it. Al- some, parts, it sizzle real. some parts of it almost came across like outtakes. Really? For me, I mean, watching it and I was like, no, no I want to see a proper trailer. I want to see it, you know, packaged nicely. You know, I want to see them turn, like, you know, baloney into caviar, which is what trailers do. Yeah, but, I
1: mean, it you missed out then, because it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> no,
0: no, I mean, I saw enough to get excited about it. I mean, I, I saw up until the point where Dolph Lundgren is fighting with Jet Li, and, and you know, it's worth the price of admission alone just to, just to hear Dolph Lundgren say to Jet Li, let's go, happy feet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, what was it? There's some the banter between Stallone, Statham, and Lee looks like it's going to be fucking. This is a buddy comedy.
0: Yeah, it, this is a buddy action it, it comedy. It looks like it looks kind of cartoonish in places. actually. Yeah. I mean, it looks like this is going to be exactly the kind of movie that, that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, you know, yeah, like
1: the the classic. It's Tango and Cash. It's Tango and Cash. And their mates with more muscles. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, Tango and Cash and friends. Yeah. It really looks like it's that kind of fun. I think it's something that they're, they're, they're driving away or they're in a helicopter or something like that and Jet Li's like, I could have winned him. like, I could have winned. And I like, I know you could have winned.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I think like uh, they had the dictator like screaming at them and everything and someone says, what's he say? He says, we're gonna kill you with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another one, I think is this is ball. I think, it's Stone Cold? It's yeah. Stone Cold or someone else that they're talking to is says, who sent you? And like, he, the, it's a ball guy and then Stallone's like, you're a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: it's classic '80s nostalgia. I mean, you know, it's it's bad. It's bad one-liners. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Oh god, I'm just I just can't wait for the scene where you get
1: Stallone, Willis, and Schwarzenegger in the same fucking They still haven't confirmed oh they're the getting that. God. They've got they got Willis already, but they haven't confirmed the Governor, have they yet? No, no, yeah. oh, they have. Oh, they, have, confirmed. they have. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. It's confirmed. He's he's gonna do it. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be, I don't know, I mean, like I, I they did talk about the role that he's playing. Yeah. He's supposed to be like a former expendable or something like that, but I, I don't know. I mean who gives a fuck? Yeah. And <laughs> of course the,
1: the always invincible Eric Roberts.
0: Eric Roberts, man. <laughs> Eric Roberts.
1: Apparently I read
0: an interview with Eric Roberts and
1: he was saying that
0: there is a script for a sequel for the Pope of Greenwich Village. <laughs> and the the, the 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 little geek in me is just like, do it! <laughs> Make it happen. But anyway, let's uh, move on to uh, let's move on to some non-trailer related news. Although we'll probably get back to some of that later. Uh, they're rebooting Jack Ryan.
1: Yeah, they're rebooting um, the. Um, I saw the rumors of this during the week, but was there? It was last week when we didn't cast. Yeah. But, um, was My there apologies. confirmation um, of the of Chris Pine as, as Jack? I, I'm, it's as far as I know, it's still under negotiations.
0: Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, like he's gonna turn that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but uh, this—he will be the fourth actor yeah. to uh, play the role. It was originally played by Alec Baldwin, who is in my who, in my opinion, is still the best Jack Ryan.
1: Really? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about House and Ford. Huh. Oh, I mean, the, the the Hunt for Red October wasn't a major Jack Ryan story. It was more, you know, Sean Connery stole that. Yeah, Sean. Connery, I mean,
0: Sean Connery. I mean, Sean Connery had the best. He was the main actor. You know, and uh, he was a very convincing Russian. Well, very.
2: Doctor <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daniel.
0: Certain things in here don't react too well to bullshit. <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, crazy. Ivan to the clockwise in the next half hour.
0: Alec Baldwin uh, played the role in the Hunt for Red October. After that, Harrison Ford took over in Patriot Games Present in Clear and, Danger. Danger. Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger was shit. And uh, did have what's his, that? That older actor is like, who are you? Come in here and bark at
1: me like a junkyard dog.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was Tom Hanks' dad in Bonfire of the Panties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's always playing. He's always like stuffy dude. dude. S- someone's dad. He's or like, like Peter like... Griffin's dad. <laughs> what, what's up? What's up, Peter? But uh, no, that's Peter Griffin's father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah, father-in-law. Um, and uh, after that, it was taken over by Ben Affleck in *The Sum of All Fears*. I actually liked Ben Affleck in that.
1: I haven't seen that. It was a good that's movie. One of the way, nuke some yeah. football stadium, isn't it?
0: It was. It was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie very much. Um, I, I actually, I've pretty much enjoyed all of the Jack Ryan movies except for *Clear Present Danger*.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, *Patriot Games* is awesome. *Patriot Games* is a very good film. You know, like uh, I'm amazed that Patrick Bergen didn't do more after that. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Bergen was one of those actors that he, he looked like he was on the verge of becoming really big, you know, was sleeping with the enemy in Patriot Games, and then after that, disappeared. Yeah. Last last I heard, he was, like, playing He'll Marcus. always be
1: remembered as the guy who did the other Robin Hood movie. The other
0: Robin Hood movie, yeah. <laughs> with Uma Thurman. With she was her, in that? Yeah, she was made Marion. Really? A, a very young Uma Thurman. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shit you figure out. Uh, but now, um, Paramount is uh, negotiating with Chris Pine to take over the role, and... Um, would have been interesting to see Affleck do more with it, actually. But uh, I guess after you know, like after that, he did Geely and Paycheck and Surviving Christmas, and that didn't bode too well for yeah. uh, for the uh, the Jack Ryan franchise. But uh, this movie will be based on an original idea, not a, uh, not any existing Tom Clancy novel. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that because it was just, they were saying there's two there's two books left where he's not in a role where he can do some action, like where it, it could be a young guy. You know, where you wouldn't be able to see Chris Ryan or. Chris Pine as, mm-hmm. you know, the older. He, after that, I think he becomes like top of the CIA or something like that. So he can't really mm-hmm. pull those off. But they're not adapting one of those two. They're actually going to no, do something special. from what
0: I understand, it's uh, it's an original idea, and it's uh, the script. It's being written by Hossein Amini, who wrote Kill Shot, which was the uh, the movie with Mickey Rourke and Thomas Jane and Diane Lane that got shelled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it got, it, it was made like two or three years ago by John Madden, the director of Shakespeare in Love, uh-huh. and I, I saw it, I saw it on the plane, it's actually a, you know, it's decent enough, it's not brilliant, yeah. but you know, there is a lot more shit that gets released in the theatres, yeah. um, but apparently this one, it was just shell for the longest time, um, there was, they threatened to release it a bunch of times, but they never did, and it had a really good cast, Zara Dawson was in it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it, I mean, it was a really, really solid cast uh they threatened to release it when mickey rock got his nomination for the wrestler yeah yeah Uh, and then it just ended up not happening which must have been a real kick in the balls for john madden because at one point he was the miramax golden boy with shakespeare and love but you know then he fucked up and did captain curly's mandolin uh but uh he he wrote kill shop he also wrote the wings of the dove with helena barnum carter and linus roach so, you know what, your guess is as good as mine what this movie is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the new Jack Ryan movie from the writer of The Wings of the Dove. <laughs> so uh, and as far as I know there's no director attached just yet. Um, Chris Pine is also, a little bit more um, Chris Pine news, he's teaming up with DJ Caruso right. um, in, a, in um, a movie based on the nonfiction book The Art of Making Money, The Story of a Master Counterfeiter, oh. which uh, was based on a 2005 Rolling Stone article about a, a guy from Chicago who um, went from specializing in petty theft to counterfeiting on a massive scale.
1: Catch me if you can, part two.
0: Pretty much. And DJ Caruso has upset all of us by not making it three for three with Sh- Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing the art of making money for DJ Caruso make why the last man already <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he's been, he's been a attached way. to that
0: forever he's like keeps saying he's like working with the script he's like saying I'm going to be stubborn man no CG monkey we're yeah. going to do it with a real monkey I'm like yeah we should get that, that monkey out of friends that fucker was fucking talented I know I mean like I'm sure Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner had similar conversations
1: when just before they did Waterworld no CG man
0: we're going to do it real
1: Like <laughs> what happened to that movie yeah something cool I saw is you know we uh, really like District 9 yeah, um, they've actually released a whole load of really cool-looking uh, concept art, which would be really cool as background on your laptop. Uh, they're available on wetanz.com/district9 forward slash and uh, another website called conceptartworld.com. That came across these during the week, and there's just some really cool stuff like the suits, the guns, mm-hmm. and the guns match the like the design. Those guys at Wetter are fucking talented because the guns, they look, they, the guns, the concept designs are the guns. You know what I mean? They okay. stuck with the design perfectly throughout. They have the power suit, a couple of shots of the aliens, and the cow they are going to do there. It's all nice big fucking images on like crisp white backgrounds, and it looks really, really cool. The amount of fucking money that these people have sucked out of me is ridiculous. <laughs> well, this is free. <laughs> This is free. <laughs> this is free. You can just, just go, go download. Yeah, it's only
0: a it. matter of time because they're already selling the fucking alien's pulse
1: rifle. It's only a matter of time before you can get these things in the damn market. You can get the fucking suit. You, you, you can already get the, uh, the, the, the the arm, right? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're selling on uh, eBay. Someone's, uh, it's not, it doesn't need to be mass-produced. Someone is selling for Halloween uh, the Proner the prop, custom-made. It will, uh, I actually met the
0: guy who uh, designed all of the, uh, the, the the mecha shit for uh, like that mecha suit that he wears yeah. right towards the end. I met the guy who designed that shit at the con. Fuck. I was having a conversation with him for like a good 15 minutes before uh, it, it. before I realized anything.
1: <laughs> Fuck. It's, it's <laughs>
2: insane.
1: And speaking of District 9 as well, there was... Uh, I wish I could remember his name. If you have a look on <laughs> it. <Aiden. laughs> it's probably his <laughs> fucking concept there. It's, it's on the bottom. You can see his signature. Oh, shit. Um... Speaking of District Nine, Shelto Copley is uh, working on the A team, which we think we talked about the last time we cast. But they've released their first official promo pick of and this, and it looks awesome. Fucking awesome. This is up on Indie Cool and a couple of other sites. And yeah, just it's
0: it's the official promo uh, promo shot of the eight a- of the A team. Yeah, and it looks badass
1: it looks Lee cool. neeson i mean i was worried about his look in some of those uh unofficial photos and uh but this he fucking looks like hannibal Even the shirts open he's got the cigar the gloves he's got the gloves yeah, he's got the
0: gloves <laughs> man george papard is fucking jerking off in his grave right now <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it even it does have the van in the background it's smoky but you can see it they have the van
0: you know it's like you know if, if the if the rest of the movie is as cool as this shot I'm there. Yeah, I'm, it looks badass. I'm fucking there. Bradley Cooper, look, you know, great casting his face. Yeah. The, the, the guy that got... To, what, what's the guy who's playing fucking... I can't remember his name. I can never name. remember his damn name, but the guy, the, the guy that got... The guy that they have to play uh, B.A. Baracus. We'll end it up in M.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> he's, he's looking cool and he's looking modern. It's not. He's not doing... Uh, he's not got loads of gold. He has got something around his neck, but uh, he can't... I think it's his dog tags. They all... It's B.A. year one. Yeah. He looks cool. And, uh, it, the first shot is well of him with his hat off, so they're not, he's not rocking the the mullet. Uh, not the mullet. The uh, mohawk the is mullet. not as pronounced as, as uh, Mr. T's, but it's still there. It's I mean, still there, and it, it looks mean, badass.
0: What I really like about this shot is that they are they have stayed very, very true to the look, yeah. But somehow managed to modernize it to make it look very today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, You know, I mean, because if you look at um, fucking Murdoch, he's wearing pretty much exactly. That's, 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 that's what cool. we He's got, that's he's got a He's got a
1: baseball cap on, leather jackets, some combats, he's got a devil make hair attitude. Yeah, but still, it's like, it it's,
0: it's, it's like it's retro, but somehow it works. It looks, yeah. it looks very uh, contemporary. Classic. And Liam Neeson just looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after Taken, Liam Neeson is like, <laughs> <his honor> now, <laughs> he's on it now. He's just like, I mean, it's gotta be, it's, you know, it's gotta be like uh, kind of fucked up, you know, that he's having this massive career resurgence at the same time he suffers a terrible tragedy.
1: Yeah. Didn't he, he was talk wasn't he originally talking about giving up acting after uh, the Phantom Menace? At one point. Um, dude, so many people have fucking sang this song. You know, it's yeah. like Anthony
0: Hopkins' threat has been, you know, like a you know, I remember like a, after he did uh, some movie like Alexander or something, he was just tired and he's like, Yo, oh, you think I, I think I might just pack it in for a bit. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like everywhere. Anthony Hopkins is gonna retire from acting. <laughs> <laughs> Not judging from the Wolfman trailer.
1: Fuck no. <laughs> Back to trailers for a little bit. Um, I've i been keeping an eye on this for quite a while now, the uh, Edge of Darkness trailer. Did you see this with Mel Gibson? Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. And you know what? It's good to see
0: Mel Gibson back on
1: screen. Doing and acting, Do- acting yeah. properly not acting the maggot.
0: <laughs>
1: not being a racist prick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a very cool line in it near the end. It says, you better decide where you're hanging on the cross or banging in the nails. <laughs> it's nice. That's nice. But that's a bit, you know, touchy, considering his <laughs> history with that that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this is based on a TV series, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching it and it was fucked up. It's a story of a guy whose daughter gets killed and uh, she was part of a, an Earth First kind of group. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of Gaia. It has the Gaia hypothesis threaded throughout, you know, like the Earth will survive. It's all about nuclear um, waste and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think, what was um, the guy who played the American, uh, Pierce Brosnan's American buddy in the, in the Bond movies? Big guy. Uh, uh Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker, he Joe Don was Baker. in it, Joe Don Baker and um, oh, I can never, Peck is it? Martin Peck, Gregory? not Gregory Peck, it's like he's an English actor, but it was very, it, he's tortured about his daughter, he's trying to find out what happened to her, he looks up with a CIA guy who knows something's going on. That really,
0: big, narrow, that really narrows it down, uh, he's, he, he's it. an English actor. His name's Peck, something he's,
1: Peck. His name's Peck. Yeah, it's not, yeah. But it's not Gregory. No. Alright. Because he's not English. I have no fucking clue. Well anyway. <laughs> it was it was really dark and weird to have on tv it's like you know cuz he, he he sees his daughter i don't know they didn't see see so much of that in the trailer i'm not sure if they're keeping that but he like he sees her mm-hmm. like guiding him kind of thing and it's got all this like these flowers that grow or this fucking radiation shit's going on and just like Nasty, horrible fucking. this is like the dangers a generation of hippies just were generated by watching this fucking movie.
0: and what's kind of cool about this one is that uh, it's being made by the same guy who did the TV series Martin uh, Campbell. Campbell
1: who is also uh directing Green Lantern yeah yeah he's doing an, is it him doing another bomb movie he's in he he's done two bomb movies isn't he? Uh,
0: has he done, I think he's just done he's done two yeah he yeah. did uh, Pierce Brosnan's first one and um, he did Goldeneye and he did. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> that movie has the honor of um, being the Bond movie that had the last good Bond theme song. Yeah. Every Bond theme
1: song I've heard since then is just what the fuck. I didn't mind the Casino Royale one, but the um, Quantum of Solace one was pretty fucking. Who sang the Casino Royale? It was uh, Chris Cornell.
0: That's right. That's right. Chris Cornell.
1: <laughs> what you, know, what, you, what, you should see, actually, if you go to uh, YouTube.com for Adam I and Joe. Quantum of Solace mm-hmm. they put up videos of. they have a it's a radio show on BBC and they, every week they do song wars where they use Apple's garage band to fuck around and just put songs together and they were doing themes for the new Bond movie and his Quantum of Solace theme is fucking hilarious it's a Quantum of Solace I only want a Quantum I know you've got loads of Solace but I don't want them
0: <laughs> Jesus
1: it's fucking retarded it's brilliant
0: uh, anyway like uh, we're talking about Edge of Darkness speaking about um, other um uh, British miniseries that's uh, going to be made into movies mm-hmm. um, Ridley Scott is uh, looking to do red writing. This I actually read this in Rotten Tomatoes and they wrote something that's actually pretty funny yeah. Some people collect Hummel figurines Some people obsess about collecting epic gear for their World of Warcraft characters Directly Ridley Scott apparently just loves collecting movies that he can be attached <laughs> to <laughs>
1: What is it? Brave New World, Alien... Isn't he making Ridic-
0: every movie that's coming out next year? Yeah. Something? <laughs> it's something ridiculous. It's like between...
1: Ridley in- Scott Presents Rid- 2010. Between
0: Ridley Scott and Guillermo del Toro... Yeah. The two of them seem to be just like... You know, it's, like, got it's like they're busy for, for, for the next, like, forever. Until they're dead.
1: <laughs> from overwork and exhaustion.
0: But uh, this movie, it's uh, based on four novels, Red Riding. It's uh, about police corruption centered around the investigation of several missing young girls. Yeah, this only aired in the UK, I think, on BBC mm-hmm. in March. And uh, naturally, it will be uh, transported to the US for this particular version. And it's going to be uh, adapted by Steven Zalian, who uh, is a screenwriter for American Gangster and Schindler's List
1: mm-hmm. and Civil Action, to mm-hmm. name a few. Because it's weird, they did, from what I understand, this TV show was like, it was... Metropolitan Police or maybe it's the Manchester Police. Manchester. I never,
0: I've uh, actually never seen it.
1: No, I haven't seen it here, but I heard a lot about it on other radio shows and stuff. And they were saying it's like it's multi generational. So there's some characters that carry through throughout, but there's not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they might be the main character in one, but they won't be in the next one. And it's like a couple of. De- I think it's like the 70s, 80s, and 90s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just follows this police force and all the shit that's going on. So a lot of good English actors in the TV show. must actually find a copy. Cool. Cool. Um, because no one asked for it, uh, Dean Devlin and um, Roland Emmerich are talking about Independence Day, Day two. <laughs> oh God! Apparently they have an idea. The only thing they have to sort out is how they get their deal and Will Smith's deal to converge. Because uh, Will Smith has uh, come a fair bit since that movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, this my my instant well, like uh, no,
1: again. Fox the fuck It's like naturally Fox says, "Why don't you do it without Will Smith?" I said, "Will is essential for us, the movie, and actually for the audience too." And so it's in limbo. And like lately, the studios are fighting, like gross players. And Will is a gross player, and is probably the only gross player right now who think who's worth is gross, which is very true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Will
0: Smith. All of his movies just make so much fucking money, yeah, even 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 the crap ones. Yeah. You know, and like even like Seven Pounds, which is considered a disappointment. Yeah still made like 90 million dollars at the box office in america sweeter and we're talking you know and, and we're talking like a very heavy drama yeah and the, you know heavy dramas don't necessarily make 90 million dollars especially <laughs> you know what i mean but uh will smith wants to will smith speaking about um uh, you know I mean, like my instant gut reaction to to an to a sequel to independence day is fuck off yeah <laughs> you know? but when i take the time to think about it it's like well Depends what they do with it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of. We haven't seen shouty Will Smith in a while.
1: You know. Yeah. I mean, it would be, be good to see him screaming, <laughs> "Motherfucking aliens! My motherfucking house! Uh,
0: all up my grill!" The, on, the only reason that I would be kind of excited to see it is because it would be really cool to see Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Pullman back on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a that's a threesome pair. That's a threesome uh, team up that I wouldn't mind seeing again. And uh, you know, and Adam Baldwin was in it. And Adam Baldwin is a uh, much bigger star now so he he might have a bigger role in it and that could be cool you get to see some more Jane Jane you might go all Jane on the aliens you know (laughs) that'd be cool they go up in space maybe they go to the planet yeah maybe they go to the alien planet and they meet and they meet the cast of predators while they're there (laughs) that's right (laughs) Topher Topher Grace is a (laughs) it's Will fucking (laughs) Smith speaking of a Will who's not doing too well Will Ferrell
2: yeah
0: after um he's going the uh, the stranger than fiction route again uh-huh. uh obviously Which i like I that movie i, I like that movie too i recently i actually avoided watching it for, for the longest time. Well, i did avoid watching it i had it at home for the longest time and yeah. it just every time i was gonna watch it it was like you know like fucking one in the morning i'm like uh, no i don't know you know what i mean it's like one of those movies it's like no country for old, for old men yeah. and like there will be blood it's like you, you, gotta, you, you, gotta, s- you gotta you gotta you, set aside some time you gotta set aside some time for those kinds of movies i drink your milkshake
1: <laughs> i drink it all up <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about I think it's iDrinkYourMilkshake.com you can find it on there They have the same clip dot com dot com
0: but uh, following the uh, the big budget um, failure of Land of the Lost um, which is a movie that I'm actually kind of excited to see now because I've heard from, expectations from, from different people that uh, it's not necessarily a bad movie it's just not the movie they were trying to market yeah uh, which seems to be happening quite a bit these days. You get m- movies that are just not marketed properly. Yeah. You know, like uh, World's Greatest Dad, that wasn't marketed properly. You know, it just... Like, even Shrink. You know, when I saw the trailer for Shrink, it, it
1: does not... World's Greatest Dad, the one with... The one with Robin Williams. And yeah, the, the fucking man, the fucking, and the fucking son.
0: <laughs> dad! I was joking off, you prick!
1: God, I forgot we watched that.
0: <laughs> but... Um, uh, like even with Shrink, I mean the trailer for Shrink did not f- properly represent the movie yeah. was trying to market. You know, when I saw the movie, I'm like, this is not a, this is not the trailer.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, Will Ferrell has signed on to uh, make this movie called Everything Must Go. It's an independent comedy, but you kind of get the impression there's going to be some drama in there as well. Yeah. And this has a budget of under 10 million. Whoa. Yeah. So less than District 9. So no risk in... no, yeah, less than District. 9.
1: <laughs> no aliens. No parachutes. <laughs> Uh, it's
0: going to be directed by this guy, Dan Rush, who's a commercial director. He'll be making his uh, feature film debut as a director. Um, Does that f- say dramedy? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: and it's based on a short story by Raymond Carver. Uh, and Will Ferrell will play a, a guy whose um, wife is pissed at him, locks him out of his house, throws all of his possessions on the lawn, um, which leads to four days in which uh, Will Ferrell's chara- character has to sell everything. Um so yeah i mean it, this could go either way yeah. i mean but it's kind of it's these kinds of things are always interesting to me when when big stars go the indie route
1: yeah
0: i'm always just kind of because i mean yeah it could be a career move it could be a reaction to the failure of uh land of the lost but every comedian that's gone the indie route for me it's always been a good thing yeah you know whenever robin williams goes indie it's almost always a good thing and uh will farrell what was it insomnia Insomnia wasn't really indie though. Okay, well, he was—he was the. Hour, what was it, one-hour photo? I guess one-hour photo. Yeah, like one, which which is a fucking creepy, fucking bastard. amazing movie. I mean, it's a crime he did not get an Oscar nomination for that movie. He was brilliant in that movie. I mean, to to play a freak like that, yeah, uh, a real sort of creepy son of a bitch, but yet at the same time have you feel for him, yeah, that that's that skill. Actually, Robin Williams is someone that. I really have no interest in watching watching him do manic comedies anymore. No,
1: because they've been shit. I just I just want to see him
0: play proper characters. Smell of
1: Patch Adams lingers long.
0: <laughs> Patch Adams. I was thinking more RV. <laughs> I couldn't no. That movie was fucking awful. Jesus.
1: And what was that other movie he did, License to Wed? Yes. I didn't even see that shit. No. So I think it was, it was on TV recently. I was like, really? Fuck
0: off. You know. But whenever he does whenever he does his serious stuff, you know, like. Uh, he all he's always good. He's mm-hmm. such a good dramatic actor, and you know, I mean, Robin, if you're listening to this, you know, just dude, stop doing comedy. Yeah. You know, Mork doesn't is a long time ago. Yeah. Just like the shtick does not work.
1: More trailer news. Uh, there was a very I've just been very watching trailers. All- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been yeah, it, no, been it work. Doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Cage has a this, Nick Cage's a new movie, uh, Season of the Witch, had a very fucking short teaser trailer, trailer out this week, which looks fucking abysmal. Uh, the trailer leads off with "Halloween is for amateurs" and "See you next spring." <laughs> it's. <laughs> he seems to be some kind of head hu- or witch hunter or something like that. Something like that. It looks retarded. It looks so fucking it, stupid. You know, it looks really, really
0: bad. I mean, I have no idea who the director is for that, but uh, I mean, God, you know, if you if you mov- if you can't make your movie look good in a trailer, then, yeah. then you're fucked. You know, I mean, it's like it's
1: just scary. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, he's falling, it looks like he's going to fall through in his Wicker Man acting line, greatest acting lines of, you know, the bees in my mouth, in my eyes, uh, with uh, the only line in the trailer that he has is, come up the head! That's it. In his in an inimitable Mick Cade style. God, I can't think of any Oscar winner in recent history who has just... Pissed it away. Who's just gone...
0: I mean, okay, wait, I tell a lie. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba! No. Uh, and uh, David Schwimmer
1: huh?
0: David Schwimmer huh? uh, Ross from Friends um, some people are aware of this but some people aren't is that um, ever since Friends um, ended uh, although David Schwimmer has been getting uh, like the odd work here and there like doing voices in Madagascar and stuff like that he has been slowly building up a career as a director yeah um, he directed actually quite a few episodes of Friends mm-hmm. and, um, did he direct Boob or was he just in it no he didn't direct Breast uh,
1: Breastman. Breastman. <laughs> Boob man. Boob man. I remember. He was awesome in that. Yeah.
0: And that was right, in the, right at the peak of the Friends thing. So to see Ross like snorting coke off synthetic tits <laughs> was actually awesome. pretty awesome. And Chris Cooper, always good value. Uh, but uh, David Schwimmer, most recently, he directed um, the 2007 Simon Pegg comedy run, Fat Boy Run. Yeah. And uh, is also the director of uh, Little Britain USA. Oh. Yeah. Which I haven't seen any of that, actually. So, I mean, he seems to have this fascination with British culture. Oh, you know, yeah. he's like He works with them a fair bit. And if I'm not mistaken, he was also doing a play in London, I think. Yeah. I think. I know Matthew Perry did a did a David Mamet play in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I heard somewhere. But, Dave, but David Schwimmer has done a lot of theater. Yeah. I mean, he's um, probably the most accomplished actor out of all of them in terms of, like, you know, when they came to it and the stuff that he's done since then. Uh, but he's uh, next up, is uh, he's going to be directing a dark family drama called Trust. Mm. Um, and Catherine Keener and Clive Owen have joined the cast. Catherine Keener's weird. She is weird. She's I, like, she she's is, she's the one she I'd, I'd still
1: do her though. But she's, I don't know. She's just. I mean, I thought like after being John Malkovich, I thought okay, she's playing a weird, skanky character. But everything she's in, she's just like, just fucking, fucking crazy, and yeah, loony just, just and a, shit. Just
0: a little like sort of like. Uh, There's no normal for her. her. Her level
1: of normal is so far into the insane. It's ridiculous. In the business, that's called quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Kooky.
0: Kooky? Quirky? quirky. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Catherine Keener and Clive Owen have joined the cast, and mm. they'll be playing parents reeling from the aftermath of the revelation that their 14-year-old daughter has been the victim of abuse by an adult she met in an internet chat room pretending to be another teenager. All right, so that's a laugh, right? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a <laughs> fucking comedy.
1: We <laughs> 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 just <an> awesome, <laughs> picture awesome, awesome picture of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> It's time for the Ryan Reynolds section of the uh, podcast, the De Niro of his generation. The De Niro of his generation, Ryan Reynolds,
0: who is uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, who is also uh, Deadpool, who's also fucking uh, Wade Wilson, Deadpool, um, and he's got another movie coming out called, um, I believe it's called Safe. Right? Is it? Safe or some, It's it's some it's some movie where it's like it's where he's trapped in some fucking. Thing. It's like something like that, some pot-boiler thriller that's coming out. And he has uh, signed on to uh, star in an untitled uh, project that's uh, written by Alan, Alan Lowe. And uh, this is sort of like a... <laughs> I that I was just genius. <laughs> just, there's this picture of Ryan Metal Zero and he just looks like, are you yep. shit? <laughs> are you, sure are you, fucking, are you <laughs> fucking with me? <laughs> what do you want, Johnny? <laughs> But uh, Working Title, which are the guys who uh, release most of the Coen Brothers' uh, new stuff, and they they're also the guys who release Four Weddings and Notting Hill and Love Actually. Yeah. Um, they have uh, bought this uh, this untitled concept comedy by Alan Lowe that is being described as it's being described as a dude in drag romantic comedy. Yeah, it's Tootsie basically. Isn't and it? Ryan Reynolds is playing a jilted lover who must disguise himself as a woman and befriend his ex in order to win her back. Weird. That's I mean like one one thing I can say about all of my exes, they will be able to tell if yeah. if I'm in drag talking to them, maybe, yeah. regardless of how much time we might have spent in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean whether 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 they're still friends with me or not, they'll recognize me if I'm dressed up as a chick. Fuck yeah. So you know.
1: You'd be one ugly looking chick, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, are you okay? You, you didn't see me in the East Wing. <laughs> <laughs> I expressed my true feelings from. <laughs>
0: Why you scruffy-looking nerf herder?
1: uh, There was also some news from uh, more Ryan Reynolds section. Uh, Lauren shooter Donner was doing an interview with uh, uh, Empire, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about all the upcoming uh, Marvel properties and saying Wolverine Two is on more on track than anything else. X Men First Class is going to be they're talking about it being kind of Hogwartsy. Yeah. But also on Deadpool, she didn't see any problem with him playing the Green Lantern. Look at Harrison Forties in Star Wars and Indiana Jones at the same time. But it is like she's still confirming confirming that he's still on board. And Wade Wilson is a badass. A wise cracking mercenary will go out and kill anyone for money. But the thing about him is, underneath it all, he wouldn't want you to know this. Sometimes it's not just badass at all. Something she mentioned as well, I think about it, it's going to be awesome. It's just like <laughs> unusual to hear. Uh, but she also did maintain, uh,
0: uh, and quite a few people have. Um, um, you know, Ryan Metals has said this, and the producer has said this, and pretty much anyone who has anything to say about the Deadpool project has confirmed that he will indeed break the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, the only thing that scares me about the Deadpool movie is that it's Fox. Mm. You know, it's like... You go in there with all the best of intentions. Yeah. But, uh, you know, once you get test screenings and shit, you know, I mean... Because yeah. he did Dick in Wolverine, so you
1: just wasted...
0: But yet, but yet, you remember him. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, which is... Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's... <laughs> Oh God. What, what, what was that line he had when they were? It was like, "Oh great, I'm stuck in an elevator with a bunch of guys on a high protein diet." <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds is perfect casting. I mean, I, I mean, I would say that, although I, you know, I'm very confident that Ryan Reynolds will will pull off Green Lantern very well. Yeah. Um, between the two, I think he is a more suited for Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, he's got that. It's just that that, that delivery of his that you just. Totally imagine Deadpool having that kind of delivery, and even in the comics, Deadpool has said that he looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, there's apparently there's a little bit little update on uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah. Um, as uh, Edgar Wright was saying that uh, he has uh, shown he that he, he showed Wes Anderson ten minutes of it, and Wes Anderson was just like, "Oh my God, this is awesome." Uh, yeah, I heard that. It was, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah.
1: from the promo stuff for Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, right? and he showed D-
0: Jason Schwartzman half an hour of it. I really want to see this movie. I'd yeah. Be like, Christ. But, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more when I get to my year one review because yeah. because of Michael Sarah. Okay. Shall we move on to email? Uh, no, I still got a little bit more. Okay. Um, have you heard about uh, M. Knight Shyamalan now be officially becoming a franchise? What? the first of his Night Chronicles oh yeah yeah three films to be released over three years based on M. Night Shalaman's stories but directed by others woohoo yeah. <laughs> uh, will be it's uh, the first one will be Devil which will be directed
1: by Drew and John Eric Dowdle who made yeah. Quarantine the plot of which is unsurprisingly for a Shyamalan project a secret <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Shaloman is producing and
0: he'll be credited with the story but the actual screenplay is going to be got, is done by Brian Nelson who did 30 Days of Night
1: oh okay um so it was something about 30 Days that Night the casting for the sequel. You see that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I didn't take the notes unfortunately. but that was a good movie. I like that.
0: I wonder if uh, he'll be... I wonder if M.I. Schalman will soon be doing like an M.I. Schalman Presents on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting. With his profile. Just just, uh, just like some brief news on the, uh, on the Brett Ratner, also known as Satan, uh, directed sequel of uh, Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. Part 4. Uh, but apparently now they're saying that um, they want to get they're getting Taggart back. They're getting Taggart back as well as Rosewood because apparently they're going to ignore part three.
1: Yeah. And which is a good idea. Which
0: is a good idea. They're going to ignore part three because in part three Taggart wasn't around because uh, he, retired. he had retired and was living in Florida which was yeah. such a cop-out. Yeah. Such a fucking cop-out. Um,
1: It'll be good to see Ryan Reinhold get some work again.
0: Judge Reinhold actually has worked pretty steadily.
1: Yeah, but anything decent? Well, you know, that's besides the point. You know what I mean? Like,
0: uh, he's still working It's Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold is the kind of actor that'll work forever. He'll, yeah. he'll probably do shit, but he'll work forever because he's Judge Reinhold. Yeah. But th- I thought that was some good news, that they, that they want to get Taggart back for it and that they're gonna ignore part three and that they're gonna sort of like use the first two as a springboard off it and then... Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, there's just something about the whole thing that just feels very forced. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it doesn't. I don't understand why this movie is being made. It's it feels like a cry for help.
1: Yeah, there's no real need for it. There's no
0: real need for it. I mean, it feels like a cry for help because Eddie Murphy's career is not is not isn't going too well, and and Brett Ratner just has some itch he wants to scratch or something. I don't know. I mean, there's just something about it that just doesn't feel. You know, it's. I mean, it's like it's like with Term- when Terminator Salvation was first announced. Yeah. You know, um, of course there was all the backlash and everything, but. The bottom line is that you could tell they were serious about this movie, and regardless of whether you liked the movie or not, which we did, yeah, I I I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But for the for the for the general masses of fans, regardless of whether you like Terminator Salvation, you cannot deny that this was a, a, a genuine attempt to take it in a very bold new direction. Yeah, you know whether you liked it or not doesn't matter. You don't get that with this. With this, it just feels like it's just yeah. like, you know, like wh- Why? Why? You know? Yeah. Why are you making this movie? You know, if it's anything less than, than fucking brilliant, people are going to want to lynch you. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> more than they already do. Because you're Brett fucking Ratner. <laughs> uh,
0: but there's It's just one more piece of news. Because I'm a big <laughs> fan of this guy. Uh, because I'm an 80s boy. And anytime Emilio Estevez has got a new project, that's, yeah. good, that's good news for me. Yeah. Uh, and I liked Bobby. And uh, like, um, you know, like David Schwimmer, um, Emilio Estevez has for quite some time now, actually ever since the 80s, been trying to carve out a career for himself as a director yeah and um, you know he's, he's for the most part I, I liked his movies yeah you know I mean I enjoyed men at work men at work is a guilty pleasure um, wisdom sucked which was the first movie he did mm-hmm. however because of wisdom he is actually the youngest guy the youngest actor ever to direct a movie oh right um, but he's making a movie called The Way um, which uh, will be about which would be about a guy, uh, a Californian anthropologist, anthropologist, anthropologist who travels to France to reclaim the body of his estranged son who died in a storm in the Pyrenees, hmm. um, at one of the star points at the Camino de Santiago, uh, de Santiago, um, and it's going to be played. Oh, he's by an ophthalmologist,
1: not an anthropologist. Uh, an ontemologist,
0: that's right. And it's a pretty interesting cast. Uh, Martin Sheen will be playing the father. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deborah Kara Unger is in it. Mm. Um, and I've been a fan of hers ever since Crash. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Nesbitt. is oh, yeah. The guy from Jekyll. Yeah, yeah. And um, a, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> He's in uh, Five Minutes of Heaven. Five Minutes of Heaven, the movie with Liam Neeson. Um, yeah. For those of you who... Uh, that's uh, out on DVD now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit, that was fast. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the theatrical trailer, just like...
1: Couple a couple months ago, yeah.
0: Right. But... Um, Emilio Estevez has actually directed quite a few films. He directed *Wisdom* with Demi Moore, which was kind of like a modern-day Robin Hood type of story, mm-hmm. kind of like a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde type of story.
1: I'm hating it already.
0: Yep. Uh, he directed um, *Men at Work*, which was good fun. That was a movie that uh, he co-starred with his brother Charlie Sheen as uh, two sort of bummed Did out, mean? bummed out sur- uh, surfer um, uh, garbage collectors. <laughs> uh, and he also directed um, *The War at Home*, which I I think that's his. That's a that's one of my favorite movies that he's done which uh, he played a guy returning from Vietnam and he's all fucked up Mm. Kathy Bates was his mom Martin Sheen was his dad again and uh, most recently Bobby which was I liked Bobby
1: I thought it was a good film cool so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens there shall we move on to uh, Listener Mail? yeah first Listener Mail in a while Um, should I read the whole thing? (laughs) yeah why not Gavinin, good You're sitting comfortably, then I'll begin. Here's hoping that you are two of the seven men in Southeast Asia capable of following this train of thought. I don't have recipes to share, but what I can share is this. I have the memory of a small child, so bear with me. Not a real bear, of course. There was no point to that nonsensical preamble, of course, but having said all that, I enjoy the casts, many of which I have listened to from my fortress of solitude. And at the risk of sounding girly, I have a question for both of you. Here is it. This is from Trina. What is the best movie to watch on a first date? Right. You want to kick off this one? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a very interesting question. A very interesting yeah, question. Thank you, thank you, you trainer, for that. Thank you um, very much, trainer. Because there's there's many many <laughs> many, many many schools on on what you should you know go for your first date movie. You know, one of the you know the, the thing with horror movies is always that you know it's good to take someone on a first date because you know your date got to snuggle up against you all the other scary bits. Absolutely.
0: Although you don't know that that's going to happen on the first date. No. So it's like, I always sort of bear that in mind on a first date. Because the first date, you're kind of testing the water. So yeah. what I do on a first date is that I take and see movies that kind of, um, this is the movie version of me. <laughs> if you don't get this, then we may not need to take this. This any- is the last date. Yeah, thing. yeah, we may not need to take this any further. I mean, you know, it's cool when you're in your teens and your 20s, you know, it's like, you know, just to feel each other out and everything. You know, I'm in my... What? And-
1: <laughs> in the cinema, you sick perverted... Well, you see,
2: you see,
0: see, this is the other thing with this question: is that are we talking movies that are on current release, or are we talking movies that are
1: pretty old? So yeah. I'd say, I'd say, I, I think I'd say cinema. What uh, would you? If you are on a first date, your first date is not. Yeah, first date. You're not gonna say, "Come into my house and watch some videos," because well, you know you might be a, a rapist.
0: Well, seeing as we don't know what fucking movies are gonna be playing when this first date happens, uh, um, I'm, but just in general, gonna, I'm just gonna talk about movies and assume that they're on general release. That this is the movie I would take you to see, yeah. or something of that kind of tone. Yeah. Okay, so you did way more research than I did. Well, I've, I've broken it down into different genres because, you know, you never know. Like, yeah. different girls like different kinds of things. So, if I was going to take a girl uh, to see, like, a proper love story on the first date, yeah. I would take her to see either Before Sunrise or Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind.
1: Eternal Sunshine, I could totally buy into that because that shows how fucking weird you are. <laughs> you get it right out there on the first date, here, yeah, the, the, this movie is me, I'm fucked up. <laughs> if I was taking them to see a romantic comedy, then...
0: When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally. I only actually watched all they, of that
1: recently for the first time. I had been seeing bits of it for, for ages, but I actually watched the whole thing. And yeah, that'd be that'd be a good movie. It's
0: a great fucking movie. It's one. It's it is one of the best romantic comedies ever made. He's down. a dipshit. It's forever. <laughs> I love it when he's talking about his wife, like uh, when when how she was moving all the stuff up. It was like, you know, these two these two huge guys, one wearing a t-shirt saying, don't fuck with Mr. Zero. <laughs> Are you saying that Mr. Zero knew you were getting divorced a week before you did? Mr. Zero knew. It's so humiliating. <laughs> but yeah, if she doesn't laugh at the orgasm scene, it's over, baby. Yeah. Um, I was taking her to go see, like, a, just a, a straight-up comedy. It would either be Big Lebowski, Shaun of the Dead, or Nine. Oh. Uh Fantasy sci-fi, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Fifth Element. Fifth <laughs>
1: Element, good choice, good choice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if I was taking her to see a horror movie, it would either be The Thing or The
1: Descent. Yeah, The Descent the is d- definitely... The you're the definitely d- going to get some Arab grabbing. Whether Arab she likes me or
0: not, she's going to be grabbing the shit she's out of She's going to lose her shit. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be like, thank you, Neil Marshall. <laughs> uh, if I'm taking her to see an action movie, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> or The Rock. Or The Rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Alchemist.
0: <laughs> Come on, The Rock, it's a great fucking action movie. Yeah, it's fun.
1: And drama, the one, the only, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Those are my choices. Say what to new. I don't really break it down that much, but I mean, I found, that this is uh, from a recent survey, um, when 300 came out, mm-hmm. myself included and a couple of other friends, that was our first date movie. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone came out like, that go, and I was like, a friend of mine, Ruth, went to see it. Yeah. And I was like, you went to your first date with... Fucking 300? Really? She's like, yeah, it was fucking awesome! That's <laughs> like the movie of the day.
2: BOOM! Sparta!
1: That's a good choice. I did <laughs> the same and yeah, it worked out pretty well.
0: Still together and everything? Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Girls can dig the guys, the guys can dig the. Oh. Ah! Just all the, f- all the fucking weird <laughs> shit going on. <laughs> But yes, those are my answers. So thank you very much for that question, Trina. We
1: should move on to reviews.
0: Let's move on to reviews.
1: Shall I start? Yeah, go ahead. I'm all heard.
0: I watched Year One. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The movie that uh, was directed by the so-called great comedy director uh, Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. who directed uh, some classics. He directed Caddyshack. He directed uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day's uh, brilliant. Uh, he directed. Uh, my mum hated that fucking movie. Really? Yeah.
1: It was the same thing over and over again. No, it wasn't. That was the. <laughs>
0: <That's> the p- <laughs> she just didn't get it I mean the guy has made some good comedies Yeah. so it is uh, with a little bit of sadness that I'm here to um, say that this movie is dog shit <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fucking awful <laughs> is bad? well okay I mean if you were to compare it to say the love guru yeah. I would say that the love guru is less funny yeah you know, the Love Guru is a worse movie. What makes this? What? But with the Love Guru, that whole movie hint, hangs entirely on whether or not you like Mike Myers.
1: Yeah. So it's. And after that movie, I hate the fucker.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, I even hated him when he popped up in Glorious Bastards. I was like, get the fuck off the screen. <laughs> but it's just. This it's like it's it. What what pisses you off about this movie is that it's such a complete waste of talent. Yeah. You've got the best comedic talent out there involved in this movie. The talent in in you know both in front of the camera and behind the camera reads like a who's who of comedy. You know it it takes effort to make a movie this bad. Yeah yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like and before I go any further, I should make it very clear that I like a lot of so-called bad movies. Yeah yeah. You know I mean I love Hudson Hawk.
1: That's genius.
0: You know I love Last Action Hero. You know, I mean, and these are huge turkeys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that everybody's came out saying, it's not funny, it's shit. Yeah. You know what? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> this movie actually is shit, you know? I mean, it does it does have its moments. Yeah. I mean, there's too many funny people in there for it to not have its moments. But it's just one thing after another, you're just looking at it and you just feel horribly let down by everything. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the cast. It's yeah. got Jack Black, Michael Sarah. Jack Black! Uh, David Cross, Paul Rudd, Harold Ramis, uh, Bill Hader, uh, Oliver Platt. I mean, this. There are so many funny people in this movie, and it's like all of them. I mean, the only one who really gets, the only one who actually like gets like a couple of laughs is Oliver Platt as the High Priest. Yeah. Um. Um. And uh, D- David Cross as Kane. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, Oliver Platt actually has one line in it that cracked me up. Yeah. And it was entirely to do with his delivery. He is this fucking gay high priest who's got a thing for Michael Cera, right? And he's, serving the, and he's, and he's like, uh, you know, he's, he serves the king and the king is played by Mason from the second season of 24. It's just, <laughs> Xander Berkeley. It's just ridiculous to see this guy in a wig trying to speak with an English accent. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. You know, you keep waiting for him to like, you know, go up in his plane and do a suicide mission and save Jack Bauer's life, you know? But Oliver Platt, what, what happens is, is that he throws all of these like, intestines and shit on the, on the table. They're all goats' intestines. And he's supposed to use these intestines to say what's happening. Like innards and whatever. Intestines. Like, intestines. intestines. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and he's like, you know, I see this, I see that. And then the king's like, what does it mean? <laughs> you know, and the guy goes, well, to me, I see a happy... You know, it, he says, to me, I see a happy face. And that makes me happy. <laughs> and then the king's like, but what does it mean? Well, it could mean a surprise visit from a former friend or sweetheart, or that you're going on a long sea voyage. Can I come? I've never been on a boat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's a good line. That's a good line. i a good line. I've never been on a boat. <laughs> What's it about? It's, okay, the
0: story is very, very, very simple. Um, Jack Black and Michael Cera play Z and O. Respectively, right? <laughs> and uh, Jack Black's uh, Zed is a crap hunter, and and um, O is a crap gatherer right. and a crap maker. He makes stuff. You like he makes arrows that don't work.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And um, Jack Black eats the forbidden fruit. And <laughs> yeah, they do tie into certain Old Testament stuff, uh-huh. you know. Uh, but it's like you know pointless. Yeah. You know, it's like every time it looks like they're gonna go somewhere that has a point, they squander it with dick and fart humor. You know what I mean? It it just becomes gross-out humor, and it's unfunny gross-out humor. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, but uh, somebody sees Jack Black eating the forbidden fruit, and then he's banished from his village. Um, and uh, so he has this whole speech where he's like, you know, like you know, like you know, fuck you guys, man. You know, like I'm gonna go and start my own tribe. You know, it'll be called the Tribe of 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 Excellence. You know, like the, you know, yeah. that kind of shit. Which to give you an idea of the kind of
1: Humor they're going Humor for, they're
0: going for you know, the low bar they're aiming for. Yeah, the low bar they're aiming for. And in the middle of this speech, he accidentally burns down uh, Michael Sarah's hut, <laughs> and that's why Michael Sarah has to go with him. <laughs> um, Michael's and and so on their journey, they bump into various characters. You know, like they bump into Cain and Abel, uh, uh, who's that Cain, uh, Cain is played by David Cross and Abel is played by Paul Rudd. Um, which, as a scene, has its moments. Mm-hmm. You know, the scene where you meet Cain and Abel for the first time, where they're fighting, and when Cain kills Abel. Yeah, I'm not. That's not a spoiler. It's it's in the Bible. Yeah. If you haven't read it by now, you've. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That scene. You know, there's a couple of chuckles in there, and you know, but it's it's very fleeting. You know, and. It's like you know th- the worst part about it is, is that it's just chuckles you know th- there isn't even the odd flash of brilliance that you would hope to
1: see with these people yeah, yeah. you know it's not like this is a crap movie but it's got they save it in one or two bits but yeah yeah, yeah. Platt's bit brilliance is the only brilliance in it
0: you know I mean like Michael Sarah's got uh, Michael Sarah's got some moments that crack me up it's like uh, there's this one scene where Jack Black is um, you know like uh, trying to stand up for this uh, he gets into he gets into this fight with this big huge fucker uh, yeah. like muscle this big huge muscle but the best hunter in the village. And Michael Sarah comes up and he's like, you know, like, hey, what, what's going on here? And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, shitting star, that's the best? <laughs> you know, and he just walks off. He's and and he delivers it in as only Michael Sarah can deliver it. Yeah. You know, and there's a scene early early on in the, in the in the movie where he's collecting berries and he's like, you know, again that same big guy. He's like, you like, hey, Marlock. You know, and he just knocks the berries in his knocks the berries out of his hand. He's like, all right, well, there's not going to be any berries in the fruit salad, so we all lose. <laughs> you know. So you know, but it's. It would have been a lot funnier if I had never seen Michael Cera before. Really, you know what I mean? It's like Michael Cera's got a few moments where he he did crack he did he did crack me up a little bit, but the problem with the movie is that it's like nobody's taking any chances. Mm. Nobody is uh, trying to push the boundaries at all. Everyone is just going for the lowest common denominator, and it falls flat. Jack Black and Michael Cera are playing, ca- you know, I mean, they're the the um, they're playing characters that we've seen them play so many times you know it's like the the movie falls back on the kind of performances that made them famous but the only problem is is that you're sick to death of watching them play them yeah you know and you know it's like it you know i i get it you know i mean like you know you you want to have people play to their strengths but at the end of the day they've got nothing to work with the script gives them nothing to work with you know i mean it's like it's not funny you know it's like you know, Jack and Jack Black needs a good script. Otherwise, his 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 whole wild man persona is just becoming annoying. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michael Cera isn't anywhere near as annoying as Jack Black is, but but, at the, you know, at it, at he almost doesn't register. Yeah. You know, I mean, like because he's so low key.
1: He's it, a bit part of the background.
0: That that uh, he almost disappears sometimes. You know, I mean, it's like he's just kind of there. Yeah. You know, so it's like he, his whole performance is just so low key that. He almost disappears from the from the movie, you know, and all the famous cameos, and there are a lot. Yeah. There are a lot of famous cameos. Uh, um, are largely pointless. Yeah. You know, people who normally make me laugh without even trying are not funny. And again, it's the script. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bill Hader's got some moments. Bill Hader plays the shaman. He's got one scene. He plays who? Bill Hader. He, he plays. plays plays a shaman. Oh.
1: Right.
0: The the village shaman, and uh, he you know he's got he's got some pretty he's got some pretty good moments in it, but it's just the one scene. Yeah. You know, like uh, when he's talking, he's just trying to tell like. Uh, He's talking to Jack Black and Jack Black's like you know, talking about eating the forbidden fruit, you know, it's like, you know, it's got a, he had a very intelligent kind of taste. <laughs> you know, I feel intelligenter, you know, and and the guy's like, You shouldn't eat it, it's forbidden. There's no loophole in, in the word forbidden. You can't yeah. do it. You know, and he just starts talking and then all of a sudden he starts going, By the way, you know what? I am high as fuck right now. <laughs> you know, I've been I've licked three toes this <laughs> afternoon. You know, it's like and that kind of thing is,
1: is pretty funny. But You're making it sound better than you think it, you said it was.
0: No, I mean, there are moments. I mean, what I'm saying is is that it does have its moments. You cannot have this many funny people in a movie.
1: And not have some humor happen by accident. And not have
0: some things happen that kind of make you... I didn't laugh out loud at any of it. Oh, right. I mean, there were no moments where I laughed out loud. It was all sort of like... I mean, the most... The biggest laugh was that line that Oliver Platt had. And my laugh was something like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: that. You know, I mean, it's just like... you know, And and it's entirely to do with Oliver Platt's delivery. Uh, You know, if you saw the... The
1: line of the page. You it? know,
0: someone else doing the line might not have been funny at all. Uh, Vinnie Jones turns up. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Says mean, it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and this is another upsetting bit, is that Harold Ramis plays Adam in it. And, uh, you know and he makes the most of his bit and you it's kind of it's depressing to watch him because you get the impression that some parts of the script must have actually read pretty funny coming out of his mouth oh really because you know the dude you know he's got good delivery but unfortunately he doesn't play every role
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and it just seems like it's just a wasted effort you know i mean there are so many there are so many moments where you kind of think to yourself something really special could have happened here but and 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 you and it looks and there are certain places where it looks like they might go there but they never do the only, th- the one thing that um, I'm grateful for this movie is because this movie is proof to America and the, and the rest of the world that America will never have their Life of Brian. <laughs> it will never happen. Yeah. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, it's like uh, they, they, in all, they were very clever to say that this movie is not in any way inspired by Life of Brian. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Watch the fucking movie. It is a layman's Life of Brian. And it falls flat in its face. A space. lame
1: man, it's not a lame, it's
0: a lame, lame. Man. it's a lame, it's a, it's fucked up. It's lame. You know, it's like they will never be able to, That this is one kind of humor that they can never nail. Yeah. Never. I'm not saying America's not going to do good comedies because they have done lots yeah, yeah. of good comedies. But they will never be able to nail this type of humor. Yeah. You know, they will never. It's Saturn. They will never come close to anything remotely resembling the kind of absurdity that... that that, that, Life that, of Brian that Life of Brian had you know I mean there are some absurd moments in here but they're dumb Yeah, they're not funny there's a you know and there's a total ripoff scene of the stoning scene in, in Life of Brian really yeah and it's bullshit you're <laughs> watching it and you're just like this is bullshit I can't believe they're doing this they are blatantly ripping off a classic and shitting all over it You know, and it's just like, and that was the, and and to me that was like good news. Yeah. It's like good news, you know, because... Don't try it again. It's like, don't try it again.
1: It will stand there as a warning to the rest.
0: You, you know, like, you can't, you will never be able to do Python-esque humor. Yeah. Never. Don't ever try it again. No one ever has been
1: able to do Python-esque humor. It's fucked up.
0: It's it's like, shit, even the Pythons can't do it anymore. (laughs) John Cleese hasn't been funny in a while. Yeah. (laughs) And, And another thing that's scary about this movie is that this movie is written by the guys who do the American version of The Office. And oh. and they are also the same guys who are supposed to be writing the third Ghostbusters movie. Oh, so you know what? Doesn't bode well. If this piece of shit is any indication, uh, we can, We can do an, we can do without another Ghostbusters movie. I'll you know I'll learn to play the game. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll finally get you walking around corners instead of into walls. That was Halo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it might have been Batman. <laughs>
2: it's
0: like how do I get him to stop hanging off the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they found me. They found me. How do I move?
1: It's very simple, Gavin. You just hit green, red, trigger, trigger, left, up, down. Simple. <laughs> Dude, the last time I
0: fucking played a video game, I mean, Street Fighter Two was still a new release. Yeah. <laughs> there was a joystick and
1: three buttons. Yeah. And that's all I needed. You're more of a two D kind of guy. You're not really into three D. You must find the world confusing. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> what is this depth?
0: Want uh, to avoid them. Want to avoid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can watch it if you want. But, you'd be stupid. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but anyway, that is uh, my review of year one.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's dog shit. Dog shit. So, um, on to my review this week, which is the complete opposite, because it's a fucking awesome movie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, one of the best titles ever.
0: I, I, I mean, this is one of the uh, one of the first animated movies in a long time that I've been pumped to see. Yeah, you know. Um, most of the time, if you know, like if I go see like Pixar stuff, you kind of go out of obligation because you kind of have to. Yeah, but, still um, haven't seen Up. I still haven't seen Up, you know. Yeah. Although, all of my friends tell me, you'll love the first 10 minutes. Yeah. You'll hate everything else. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Wally effect. It's like, you'll hate the dog. Like, <laughs> you probably will, actually. <laughs> Uh, actually, my friend Patrick actually made a very good observation about the way Pixar approach animal characters as opposed to the way other animation companies approach animal characters. Is yeah. that When you have people like DreamWorks or Sony, Sony, Anim- or whoever, you know, Fox animation, whatever, when they have like um, animal characters, yeah. they are essentially animal characters with human characteristics. Yeah. Whereas when Pixar do animal characters.
1: It's animal characters with animal characteristics. With sex. animal characteristics, they just talk. Yeah, and, um, and the dog, from the clips I've seen of the dog and Up, they seem to really have that, because it's a dog with a collar that translates its thoughts, but it's all like, hello, I've just met you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that over there? Oh my God, look at my foot. Oh wow, ha, ah, I'm a dog. <laughs> it's just <laughs> constant uh, joy seeing uh, stream of consciousness from a dog. Sure. But anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I've heard very good things about this. Before. Yeah, so this is uh, Sony Pictures, actually. Sony Pictures Animation brought this out, um, it stars Bill Hader, one of the things you're saying about um, year one, this fantastic cast, this has a fantastic cast, but it only hits you as you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Like one of, the, one of the very clever things, at the very start of it, it starts off with a movie, was it a movie by a lot of people. Mm, the, cool. the directors aren't even mentioned, uh, looking at them now, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which uh, I didn't realise they actually produced Clone High. Did you ever hear Clone High? Did I ever show you any of that shit? Uh, no. you didn't. It ran on MTV. I think the DVD is only available in Canada. It's this fucked up animated 2D animated show about like a high school where all these clones go to. So you got Abe Lincoln, uh, Cleopatra, um, JFK. JFK is the jock on the mm-hmm. on the ground. They all have foster parents they live with, and it's just bizarrely it makes a hell of a. Lot, the movie makes a hell of a lot more sense now after watching. That that, that they, they that they would do this because Khan was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gandhi's like this little fucking Gandhi and Abe Lincoln are the main characters, and Gandhi's like, "What's up, my niggas?" <laughs> and Abe Lincoln's a slacker dude. Like they're like they're just the, the the lowest of the low, and he's always after Cleopatra, but Joan of Arc really likes him. God, you, well, you got to send me this shit. Yeah, this is a really good show. So uh, Bill Hader plays Flint Lockwood. who's um, you'll love the ten minutes of this movie, <laughs> first ten minutes. Is uh, as a kid he likes to invent, uh-huh. and um, they, they give us this, this beautiful thing where his, his dad is kind of his dad who's this awesome character design. It, you don't see his eyes; you just see this brow. The hair in this movie is great. No, I've seen. I saw, I saw the, the father in the trailer. The father's uh, James Conrad. Yeah, which again doesn't really hit you. It doesn't. The, the, the casting doesn't overwhelm the roles. It's like first of all he's a kind of he's a distant father, but. James Cann, it's like it's like James Cann? it's like it just, it doesn't Hey, it's James Cann. it's like it's very subtle it serves the story it's beautifully done I'll get to the best of all the casting on this which sounds like it's done casting but which isn't but um, the opening scenes he wants to be an inventor and all his mum makes him this little jacket and just this little kid running around in his lab coat that's too long for him with the sleeves and the look on his face is genius your heart will melt like butter it's cool but he grows up and he hasn't really invented anything his dad runs a Tackle shop. They live on an island that's under the A in the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> on <From> the map. <laughs> their main uh, produce is sardines, and when the world found out that sardines actually taste like shit, their kind of economy went down. And actually, yo, sardines, disgusting, one <laughs> of the headlines in newspapers. So the economy's in decline, uh, everything's not going well, and Flint's been working on a few things, one of which is a uh, brain translate for monkeys who's uh, the monkey's played by again great casting neil patrick harris awesome most of his lines are just steve yellow you know what i mean he's like giant he gets covered in mustard it's like yellow <laughs> it's very much like the, the what we've seen of doug in um Oak. you know it's literally just stream of thought kind of shit just coming out of this monkey like when people are saying flint sam steve and dad you. steve he just keeps saying steve all the time <laughs> and it's hilarious I fucking love Neil Patrick Harris (laughs) moustache the monkey has a thing with moustaches he wants to tear off all the moustaches and he keeps saying moustache moustache (laughs) (laughs) so he's trying to he's trying to help everyone out so he makes this machine that will turn water into food yeah and um, it gets he just needs more power Mr. T won't let him near the electricity station because he's fucked up a lot of times. He's done a lot of ups. And that's the stunt
0: cast. That's the stunt cast. Mr. T
1: is the the town sheriff and this character design is amazing. He's fucking this ripped guy, little tiny legs, always the gym socks. The is white jump so- socks with, red, with red, red red, red, stripes. Is he the one in the trailer? He's like, why can't you be more like my son, Caleb? Yeah. Is that new? Yeah. Awesome. So, so. so. <laughs> And he's like, Blackwood, what are you doing, boy? You know? He's like, totally Mr. Fucking. I'm like, this is fucking Mr. Is this Mr. T? Is this exhibit doing an impression? And there's like, it is Mr. T, because they actually reference it at one point. And it's fucking awesome when they do. I almost punched the air. <laughs> fuck yeah! This is a fuck yeah movie. So it gets, the machine goes crazy, goes up into the clouds, and he can still program it, but uh, he can make it rain. Food. And uh, this just gets some fucked up imagery. You now people ask him what they're gonna have for lunch the following day, and he puts it in sorts it out like it's like he wants to Mr. T wants to do something nice for his kid for his birthday so they make it snow ice cream and it it lands in giant balls of ice cream and they're having snowball fights and all this kind of stuff awesome so there's a lot of just whacked out fucking imagery with just burgers and food falling from the heavens and uh, there's another plot with Anna Faris Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of she's actually a weather reporter she's a how's she in this? she's pretty good she's a weather reporter she's not really a weather reporter I think she's an intern she gets sent out there to Um oversee the opening of sardine world Mm -hmm. with the world's largest sardine it's about that big (laughs) in this giant fucking aquarium and um you know she's covering the weather you know it's like she's like the intern's just covering this boring story but then it starts raining food and it's like really cool but the machine starts going a bit out of control and lockwood's got to flint's got to pull it together and get out and work and work with his dad and shit like that it's just you can't go into too much of you know ruining yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is. I've I've heard it described as David Lynch for kids, and it is. The imagery is just insane, and it goes a lot. I mean, there's a lot of Mr. T and his kid are like the ultimate father-son partnership, and you know Flint and his dad, and because their mom died, and it's like. <clears throat> You know, the relationship's always been a little... That's why you can't tell us James, can't it? Because he doesn't say an awful lot for the first part. But what he says is awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's about their relationship and getting, you know... He's just looking for his father's approval. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's hoping inventing will do that. But his dad's like, you've done this inventing shit for a while. And it's not working out. He narrates while he's inventing. Designing, painting, awesomeness, yes, Steve <laughs> I have to see this movie. You me? have to see this movie. The cast is just as like I said excellent. Bruce Campbell's in it as the mayor and again just weird little things that you would see in like space. Little like little character moments in it are just genius, like the, the, the Do Bruce they refer- do they reference Ash? Not so much. I mean it, it took me a while to figure out again it, it, it they don't they don't need to. Yeah. It's just yeah, I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? And he has way more lines, and he's I think that's him. It's just like he's trying to to get Flint to do something. He's like, you'll do it. You'll be popular. (laughs) Popular. And then it pulls back, and you see him coming out of the frame, moving backwards slowly, going. (laughs) Uh, Well, any movie that
0: has fucking James Caan, Bruce Campbell, Mr. T, and Neil Patrick Harris, I'm there.
1: It's a winner. (laughs) It's just, I would highly recommend you go see this movie as soon as possible. I went to see it in 2D. I'd heard there was no real difference, so the 2D version as opposed to the 3D version mm-hmm. worked fine. I just didn't want that kind of weird pain to get in my head watching 3D movies. <laughs> my third eye opens and like just the shit pours into my chakra. It gets all dirty, I have to clean it later. But um, it's a very, very funny, very bizarre, fucked up movie, and it's great to see something this weird in the movies. Awesome. So Thanks. definitely go and see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And don't see Year One. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, let's check out the uh, top 10 box office
1: uh uh-uh. Come on. Come on.
0: I'm fine. Ma'afgan kami, kami. What? <laughs> Movie charts, so. <laughs> okay, with the Malaysian box office, number 10, Tsunami. At
1: Hyundai. <laughs> 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 the story of a storm in a car factory. Of no. all the car factories in all the world, a storm had to come into.
0: Number nine, rebellion. And it is nope. Uh, number
1: number eight. eight. Number seven. seven sorority row. Ro. Ro. Are these vampires, dead chicks, zombies? What are they? Uh, sorority row. No, no, no. It's
0: uh, it's you know, you know what sorority is, right? No, it's. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, uh, I know, but it's
1: just, it just has all these chicks on the poster, and it says like they're the fraternity for until death or something.
0: Like that. Uh, no, it's because like I don't know, like some one of them dies or something, and they're like, a, and they try and cover it up, and mm. then like they start turning on each other or some shit like that. As far as I know, there's no supernatural angle. Oh, to I thought there was. Number six, Whiteout. I want to see this just to see how bad it is. Yeah,
1: it's getting panned. <clears throat> number five, Papadum. Papadum. Number four, Papadum. Number four, Pandorum. It's getting panned as well, but I want to see it anyway. Number three, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. In three D. Number two, Surrogates. Which we reviewed last week. Okay, movie, but yeah.
0: Number one, I love it. Indian.
1: Tough movie. One. What, what the hell? It's Indian, a, movie? Indian movie. I
0: think. Big Indian movie. Uh, US box office number ten. The invention of lying. Yeah. Falling fast.
1: Yeah, I've heard this is very Twilight Zony as well. We're getting a lot of these Twilight Zone stories recently.
0: Number nine. Surrogates falling, falling fast. even faster.
1: <laughs> number, number eight. eight Toy, Toy Story. Story. How old is that fucking movie? And it's, it's like, like Jesus. It. Like it's the movie that won't go away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It'll still be playing when the third one comes out. Yeah. Number seven. Zombieland. I really want
1: to really, see this. Really, really want to see this.
0: Number six. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Hanging in there.
1: Number, Number five, the stepfather. Step
0: I hear this sucks. Yeah. Number four, couples retreat. I hear, I hear this, this sucks. <laughs> sucks. Number three, paranormal activity. I hear, I hear this, this is awesome. awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Number well, I don't know if I could hack it. I don't. The, the days of watching all the Ring movies in one week and having nightmares is. I think it's behind me now. <laughs>
0: it's like
1: it's just that one moment in the descent. I'm just gonna keep you up from. <laughs> my- <laughs> oh my
2: god! Oh, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> It's like when that fucker turns around and the strangers. <laughs> so, number two, law-abiding citizen. I've actually heard this is actually all right. Yeah,
1: you just this is Jared your, Butler, right? Gerard Butler. and uh, I, we, we saw the trailer quite a while ago, and yeah, it was yeah. like, it's like, yeah, I'm a wrong man, but you've fuck, picked on the wrong fucking, it's enemy of the state, but like, I've got way better plans than Will Smith has. <laughs> and uh, number one, where the wild things are, looking good. Looking good, although that's probably going to drop pretty steeply. Yeah, looking at uh, movies coming up, then I think next week we've got Jennifer's Body, Time Traveler's Wife, uh, Michael Jackson's This Is It, uh, The Informant, Ninja, and uh, then My Mother Mermaid, Korean. Great translation there, guys. Uh, All the box is actually coming out in November. Yeah, two thousand twelve, November. Astro Boy is getting panned. No, all the wild things are. will be the nineteenth of November. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, okay we'll s- sign off with our usual weird shit off the internet as per usual yep we're gonna be
0: uh signing off with uh, this little um audio recording of a uh, gilbert Gottfried's complete
1: the aristocrats joke for those of you who don't know the aristocrats is a joke told by comedians to comedians yep and it's the, the details change and that's where the comedians personnel basically is
0: in. that the uh the setup is the same which is basically like a family goes to a talent oh, agent really. No, no, it's just the setup. I mean, yes. this is the thing that this is the thing that always stays the same with the joke: the setup, which is a family wanting to show a talent agent their act, uh-huh. and the punchline. Everything else in between is improvised, and this is essentially a joke that comed- yeah, as you say, like comedians show off
1: with each other. Yeah, uh, this was the the subject of a documentary called well, I call it "The Aristocrats," which is the load of comedians telling their versions of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's Gilbert Gottfried playing us out. Here's Gilbert
0: Gottfried. It's been fun. Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> it's been fun, guys. See ya.
3: A talent agent is sitting in his office. A normal American family walks in. A father and mother, son and daughter, a big fluffy dog. The family has blonde hair and blue eyes and bright skin. And uh, the talent agent looks up and goes, all right, let's see what you do. So, the father drops his pants and takes off his shirt. He's totally naked. He undresses his wife, starts fucking his wife on the floor. (laughs) Then the son drops his pants, takes his shirt off, and uh, then his sister also takes all her clothes off. The son and the daughter start fucking on the floor, too. And the dog is pissing on them. And starts blowing the up. The father starts fist fucking the daughter in the S. And and the father, just for your information, is an ex-marine who has really muscular arms. <laughs> the type with the ta- tattoo of a battleship on it he just ate a can of spinach type hard. And he's spits fucking the daughter in the ass as the daughter is licking out her brother's asshole. And the brother at the time is chewing on the dog's balls. <laughs> now, the dog starts fucking the mother the mother while the mother is eating out the, the little girl's asshole <laughs> while she is fist-fucking her brother in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I, if you're not keeping up with this, I'll start at the beginning. <laughs> it's important if you miss any part, then the joke makes no sense.
2: <laughs>
3: then, the Starts fucking his son in the ass, as the son is eating his mother's gun, as the mother is eating the daughter's gun, as the daughter is blowing the dog. <laughs> and with his big fist, the father fist fucks the dog in the ass. But really, why leave the dog out? <laughs> breaks off a leg from one of the chairs and shoves it up his sister's asshole and starts fucking her with it as the father takes a lamp and shoves it into her cunt as the mother is licking out the father's asshole as the mother is eating the dog's ass. (laughs) Now, the dog takes a tremendous shit on the floor. (laughs) If, if i could pause for a second you think that at this point the talent agent would go oh for god's sakes i'm getting on the phone and calling the police but no i'm just saying you know in case you've ever questioned that now the son walks in with tables out of the trunk of a car like jumper cables. So he attaches the jumper cables to his father's balls and starts running electricity to him as he's licking out his father's asshole, as the father's eating his daughter out, as he's fucking the dog in the ass. This sounds like one of those prayers on the Jewish holidays that you have to read. (laughs) And he fucks in the ass and the dog the cat and the cat fucks the boy and the boy fucks the dog. Amen, amen. And little kid, little kid and the fire put out the dog that fucked the cat, that fucked the girl. And and then the sun climbs up on a table a noose around his neck and jumps off and through auto-asphyxiation see this is educational you start choking and that makes you have a big orgasm try it when you get home (laughs)
2: not
3: really really i'd like you to i've looked at a few of you and i don't see that it would be a major loss if any of you Tonight And the cop said, well, he was, he uh, shot cum when he, uh, oh, good enough, good enough. I saw him when he was alive. There was no point in him living So the son is there and he's shooting cum and the mother's blowing him and the daughter's blowing him and the dog is blowing him. Then the mother and daughter take two rats, also, where they came from, and shove them in. And the rats are chewing the insides of their
2: cunts, and blood
3: is coming out. And then that, of course, makes the father and son very horny. You've all been in that. Any of you who have ever been in front of, like, your wife and daughter who have rats in their cunt, you go, ooh, I gotta get my dick in there right away. <laughs> I gotta put my dick in there. Ooh. <laughs> and so he, he puts his dick And the rats now are chewing on their dick So now like cunt blood and dick blood Is pouring out of their hut. And now the son Who has been cut down from the noose Is squeezing his pimples <laughs> into his mother's cunt, into his mother's cunt, and it's like filled with pimple uh, juice, and then he starts shoving his face in and eating it out. This is based on a true story. <laughs> and he's eating her out, now so the so the daughter squeezes her blackhead into all over her father's dick. <laughs> shits on his
2: dick
3: and then the son and daughter start blowing the father with the shit and the blackheads on his dick and now their face is covered with shit and piss and cum and, and also uh, sweat, ooh sweat, sorry no sweat, sweat's disgusting ooh, sweat oh it's horrible ooh, sweat with a <laughs> Now, the two rats get pulled out of their cups and they're jerked off. And they're shooting cum and they're blowing the rat. And their faces get covered with rat cubs. And then shit and piss. And the, the families come with shit and piss and rat cub and a little sweat. Ooh. Don't like that the father takes a tremendous shit on the floor and the mother pulls out her glass eye and the son starts fucking her in the eye socket and fills up her eye socket with rat bum and rat shit and rat piss and the dead rats and he starts fucking her in the eye socket and then the dog uh, bites the rats' heads off And they start, the son And uh, the, the father Start fucking the rats in the neck <laughs> And believe it or not The father with these enormous arms Is able to Fish fuck a rat In the ass Because <laughs> they have amazingly Elasticity In the rats If you catch a rat, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll thank me for it later. <laughs> you'll thank me for it later. <laughs> you leave fucking room. You fuck the to the asshole, and and, and and they're fucking and sucking for for like five hours in shit and piss and cum and pimple pus and blackheads and you sweat. And then uh, afterwards, they stand up and they take a bow. And the talent agent, the talent agent, nonplussed by this, I like to throw in a big word, nonplussed by this, goes hmmm. That's an interesting act you have there. What do you call yourself? And they say, the aristocrat.